Hello, and welcome to I Guess We're Grownups Now. I'm Carrie Halstead. Today, my guest is Todd Peters, a professional musician who, among other things, tours with country artist Cody Prevo. Todd is also in one of my favorite Saskatoon bands, Massey and the Fergusons, and he works with a lot of other musicians as well. Our families are good friends, and he's one of the funniest people I know. Before we get to that conversation, some regular podcast business. My acknowledgement of the week is Ashley Milne-Tite whose podcast, The Broad Experience, is about women, the workplace, and success. The podcast has been interesting to me personally and professionally, and Ashley herself is an inspiration to me as a podcaster. The quote of the episode is from none other than Albert Einstein. Try not to become a man of success, rather become a man of value. Links for the things Todd and I talk about in this episode can be found at goodstuff.fm slash grownups slash six. You can contact me on Twitter at grownups underscore FM. And you can find the podcast on iTunes, where you can subscribe so that you always know when a new episode comes out. You can also rate and review the podcast there. Now the conversation with Todd. A note about audio quality. This was the first interview I've done with the other person in the room with me. My office is a little echoey, and next time I'd come up with a better mic setup. But the discussion is great, and I hope you'll agree it's worth the subpar audio. In fact, that's kind of a theme in this episode, as you will see. Enjoy the show. Welcome to I Guess We're Grownups Now. My guest today is Todd Peters. Hi, Todd. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. All right, Todd's a friend of mine from real life here in Saskatoon, and uh, he's a neat human being and has a really what I think of as non-typical, non-textbook grown-up life. And so I thought we would gather here today and talk about it a bit. Thanks for joining me. No trouble. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Todd Peters. I, uh, I grew up on a farm just outside of Saskatoon. I'm the youngest of four boys. I'm the only artist in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always an interesting role to play. Yeah, at 17, I left the farm. <laughs> Farming wasn't the thing for me, and I uh, had a natural ability as a guitar player, so I've been incredibly blessed to travel the world playing guitar for all sorts of different music styles, in all sorts of different music styles, and, and in all kinds of weird and crazy, eclectic places in the world. So, from churches to raves. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that far. On no, the no. I mean, they're usually they're usually in the same place. So. <laughs> <laughs> just more than that. Um, if I may ask, how old are you now? I'm 38. And you're married and have for a 12 kid. Years and yeah. have a, a five-year-old daughter. She'll turn five on October 23rd. Cool. Yeah. When somebody asks you what you do. Because, because in small, exactly, <laughs> so do I, yeah, and exactly. I have a totally normal job, but what do you say? What, how do you describe? In the last five years? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. In the last five uh, years. Yeah. Cause before that, I'd always, I always, I mean, like almost all musicians, you, you're, you get to travel and you get to go do these crazy things and then you come back and you live 95% of your life doing construction or working for your family or whatever, whatever it is you find to pay the bills or sleeping in basements of friends. Right. <laughs> uh, between jobs. Between jobs. Yes. Between just waiting to be discovered. <laughs> uh, as of late, I mean, I've been married for 12 years, so that has changed things, but again, allowed in a weird way in life to still kind of do music. So I've gotten, to travel and stuff inside of marriage within the last five years with a, with a daughter. It's, I mean, that has obviously changed. There's some grown up aspects <laughs> coming to play where you can't really get out of some of those responsibilities. So I have always described myself in the last five years as a part-time stay-at-home dad, part-time musician. Nice. Yeah. I, I, and so people always look at me strangely. Actually, I should say a professional musician, right? I'm old enough now that I think I can coin myself as that. Well, you're getting paid. <laughs> paid, get paid to be in a band, band right? right? So, so yeah. 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 So it's always interesting. It's always interesting to watch people's reactions to how does that even work? How can you be at home and be a musician? So, and it is, it's very interesting, but uh, right now that's how I would describe myself. I'm a part-time stay-at-home dad, part-time professional musician. Cool. Um, so the stay-at-home dad part, my husband's also a stay-at-home dad mm-hmm. and he seems to be a growing number of men our age who do that. Yeah. 
How, how was, how was that for you? Like, when did you and your wife make that call or did it just sort of, was it the obvious? Yeah, it sort of naturally, I think it naturally happened. My wife is a physician here in town and so she's self-employed, essentially a self-employed. So she paired back a little bit. She took some time off when, when our daughter was born and, uh, and paired back work and just never went back full time. So it's kind of worked out that, you know, half the week we can kind of jump because we're both self-employed with quotations around it, right? That uh, we can kind of work schedules out. And so I think it just naturally kind of happened this. It was like she had to go back to work for a couple mornings. So I made sure that I couldn't do any sessions those days or anything like that. And I think it just naturally happened. And for me, I think the amazing thing after five years, I mean, the first little while was a little bit hard to get your head wrapped around and being a farm kid and not <laughs> being all boys coming from a boy family, maybe not the most uh, mothering genes in the body here, but uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I have a very good little girl though, so I'm sure that makes a huge difference. She's quite a, a gem in the rough that is, as far as she's very well behaved and a good eater and a good sleeper and all the things that usually are very problematic with children. So it's, it it's was, only the second children. Yeah, I know. And so, <laughs> the first that's one's what, That's why we were safe. <laughs> the first one's, that's what everyone says. The first one's good. So maybe we should just stop there. But yeah, I hope I'm answering that question. Oh yeah, totally. It, it, it just, it, it really, and I shouldn't sound surprised by it, but it did. It surprised me how nice of a balance our life has become. I think, you know, both my wife and I aren't super big, you know, compete with the Joneses type people. So we have, we have a very lovely home that we stumbled upon that was a very reasonable price. And we drive very realistic old cars and it allows for us to have the time to spend at home. And we consciously, I guess we did, we consciously made a decision that we're older when we're having our first child. And we both lived in a lot of life and traveled a lot. And we were wanting her and wanting to spend time with her and excited to spend time with her. And just couldn't fathom that, you know, I'm going to go get a nine to five job so I can pay daycare to take care of, Mm -hmm. take care or, you know, vice versa. My wife would work harder so that we could pay for daycare to do these things. And I don't know, that was our, I guess, our philosophy. And, and for us, it's been fantastic. We, she just started kindergarten and now both of us are just like, I don't even really know what to do with myself. I don't (laughs) want to hang out with. (laughs) Holy crap, I have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah kids will do that yeah exactly you're we like holy <laughs> yeah. you and mark should play tennis more then. yeah, yeah. Uh, we text every once in a while okay, <laughs> i'm not quite good enough i don't think i'm quite good enough to get in that <laughs> what do um friends and family how has their reaction been to you being a part-time stay-at-home dad part-time professional musician i know when mark became a stay-at-home dad he would get like 30 seconds of, uh-huh, like, that's weird for yeah, a guy. Yeah, and yeah. then sort of a beat, and then, like, five minutes of, wow, that's actually the most awesome thing I've ever heard from his friends. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if I'll think on this a little bit. Um, I mean, not caring is part of it, too. Not caring about yeah, other people's expectations. I think, that, I think the hard one, too, sometimes was just because society sometimes, right? I mean, we still mm-hmm. this kind of live in this BS world where it's like, you know, the man provides and does these things. So I think for most, for most part, for me, most of the time when you say, when you're from, maybe I should put quotations, when you're from Saskatchewan, when you're from Saskatoon, we can be a little bit hillbilly here and a little bit arts isn't on the forefront in Saskatchewan a whole lot. So both to male friends or male people are, yeah, you get interesting looks. You're really, you're a musician. Right. (laughs) Or... You're staying at home with your kid? Like, well, how does that work? Right. Because <laughs> I think the expectation is that you're you're kind of one of the main providers for the for the family. And I think my family, if I think of my family, my brothers obviously would... I don't know. I think being the only artist in my... I'm weird enough in my family as it is that I don't think those things would have shocked them. I'm, right. I'm like everyone else's truck drivers and a mayor of a small town and think, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, I'm kind of an anomaly in my family anyway, so I don't think it would shock them that... But I think, yeah, they were always like, hmm, that's interesting. As far as friends, yeah, I never, I don't know if I've ever gotten a weird reaction or not. 
The one thing I have noticed is how few places there are for dads to go take their kids. Like, you're always the only token dad at the swimming pool or at the playgrounds. Right. <laughs> so, and which often can feel a little bit, you feel like the creepy dude that's in there. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I'm not a soccer mom, sorry. Right. <laughs> so I think there I felt it mo- more so, and not in a bad way, but just, it's just you're always sort of the only male there, usually, at things. Kinder music or all these activities that you put your kid in, you're usually the only, only dad. And the moms there are always like, oh, it's so great, this is so great, but then you always feel a little bit awkward because... They feel awkward. It just kind of sets a weird, it's just a bit weird in some of those situations. Right. It's, it's, everybody thinks it's great, but there's still no structure to support you. Yeah. Like there's no change tables in the men's bathrooms. I don't imagine. Yeah. Like, no, totally. So things like that, right? Yeah. You you just don't ever think about, right? Right. You don't ever think that, you know, those will be there. Or like, I remember being at a, at a program, a little music program with my daughter and just always like how all the moms will talk. And then you will walk into the room and then they kind of get quieter, but they still talk, but you're still kind of like, you know what I mean? I, so, I, so hey, the, as a woman in technology, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you so mean, that actually. That's been the only thing when I think of being a stay-at-home dad, that's the only thing where I, I can have a, like a tangible thought where it's like, man, that is a weird environment for me to be. Totally. And then... Often because I don't look very well kept or whatever, how us musicians sort of from a free sphere, right? Yes. So I have crazy hair or beards or not beards or I try to comb my hair and it just looks weird. And like, you know what I mean? And so then that I don't think helps either. If I was more, if I was wearing khaki pants and a sweater around my shoulders, I'm sure maybe that would be a little bit better. But tattoos and all that stuff and you're in the room with the soccer moms wearing their Lululemon. <laughs> yeah, don't quite fit. <laughs> When you were a kid, what did you think you would be when you grew up? <laughs> when you look back at your like little record books, I don't know if fourth kids keep record books and journals and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, what did you think you would be? Man, I I listened to my little girl say, sit on the couch and quite matter of fact say to me that she's going to be a doctor when she grows up and that she's not going to be a musician because they're gone all the time. <laughs> and I go, that, and so then I think, I think, did I have a recollection of what I wanted to be when mm-hmm. I grew up? I don't think I did. Really? I, I really don't have a conscious thought that I would be this or I would be that or any of those things. I think uh, through life, I think I just found that music was a real great escape from some of the crap that happens when you're younger, yep. whether it be in your family or with peers. And it just, at 15, I remember at 15 being okay at music like good enough to play with older guys and they started sneaking me into bars and I and I never even thought then that I would be a musician like I never thought I would be a musician or or I never had delusions of being famous or any of those things and then I fast forward to around 38 and we're opening for Reba McIntyre and it's there's 30,000 people and you're like kind of giddy in one sense that you're like hey this is pretty cool actually I feel like a 15 year old kid wow this is kind of cool and on the other hand kind of like what a bizarre world. Like, you know what I mean? And so I've always, I think I've always been like that. I've always kind of taken that as it come. Now, would I have ever thought that I'd be married to a beautiful doctor and have a beautiful daughter? Never. I would have never thought of having kids or any of that kind of stuff. And never thought of the impact that my child would have had on my life, which has been fantastic because I've grown up a little bit, which is really, it's really nice actually to grow up a bit and feel a little bit more stable and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's funny to say it at 38, but it is only the last five years that you're like, huh, you need me to not be so chaotic. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> so I don't know if that answers the question, but I don't, I don't have a recollection of remembering I would like to be this. I come from a farm family, so I guess I probably at times would have assumed that I, like I, I, I do that inside me. I miss harvest and I miss things like this and I miss the open space of the prairies and, and stuff like that. Every once in a while, I'm not a real big city guy. So I miss those things, and I think I would have thought probably at some point I would be involved in in that in a way, um, and then circumstances led to that not being available to me, So, and I left those things behind and went and explored new things, so for a while I was going to be a surfer. I'm from Saskatchewan, so that's it's pretty hard, pretty hard when you've never been near the ocean, and then you get there and you realize, well, that looks a lot harder, that's a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> and so, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I have. And I don't have journals or, or books like that that I would look back at 
Um, the only thing that I've ever journaled is, is songs, songs I've written. Yeah. Like that. So I have no way of looking at it. I remember seeing pictures and still, yeah. I think I just was one of those little one, just meant to wander. I think that's what I've come to realize that I don't know if there's a specific career in my life. And I, and I've come to accept that and I kind of enjoy it. And I kind of enjoy that there's change and things are always kind of in flux. It's not so great for my wife, but for me, it's, it's pretty good and I'm okay with it now. Yeah. 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 Being okay with it is, um, is an important part yeah, of it. It's the hard part. Right. Yeah. It's one thing to be like, I want to be a teacher when I grow up and then make that happen yeah. and be okay with it. It's another thing to be, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up yeah. and, and then be that and, and be, be okay. okay with it. Yeah. That, and it's been hard. You know, for me, the heart, I'm getting married was the hard part there. Right. And marrying the polar opposite of you is, is great in the fact that I think you can, you help each other. But I mean, it comes with a ton of tension and a ton of learning how to even exist together. Right. When one wants to run and one wants to, set up shop. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I think if you were to talk to my wife on the other side, we could both say now <clears throat> we are learning to love that about our spouse, but I think it is learning. Yeah. <laughs> and and working on yeah, it. Working hard at it. Right. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, I would have never thought that I have a beautiful home in downtown Saskatchewan or in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Right. Which for us is a nice home in this little prairie town that we live in. Yeah. With a wife and 1.5 kids and, right. <laughs> right? and, and a, a dog. dog and all these things. Yeah. And then also get to say, I also fly all over the place playing guitar. I mean, that's a bizarre, I live in a bizarre world, which works for us. And it's taken work though. It's taken work to make that okay. Does that influence your art? Like, uh, I think people think of being an artist as, as being... Uh, free spirit and no constraints and stuff like that. Has it introduced um, a change in your creative process or 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 anything like that I think as it, you get older? Absolutely, I think it has. Yeah, I I would be one of your typical artists that <clears throat> probably should have written in my dark days <laughs> on the dark side of the moon when I'm when we're working on the albums. <laughs> I probably should have written crazy pieces of music and there probably are snippets of it if I were to go back and look but I never was able to accomplish like I was never able to put all of it together make the album get in the studio get the musicians together all that kind of stuff I kind of I just didn't have the maybe I didn't have the drive to do that I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly I mean when I think of art I don't think there's any specific way you can do it so if I if I look back at mine I'm like are you I, I write and sometimes I have songs and sometimes it takes years before I write another song and all these kinds of things. And I think since being married or having a bit more structure, I think you, it limits your free time to grab the guitar and it limits your, your time to, I guess, create or lose yourself in the art as, mm -hmm. I mean, if that's a cheesy enough statement to make, but so it's focused me a little bit more that if I want, if I want to have a band and I want to play music, I have to get these done. I have to make a little bit of a demo and I have to get it moving forward, right? And, and I think I've, more so than even being married, I think age has is showing me that. Like, I still feel like I'm 18. Right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, we're totally going to make an album. We're totally going to, you know what I mean? And you're just like, so it's really interesting to me. And I think it's just in the last year or so that I'm like, I've been playing for other artists and playing their music and playing their dreams and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm starting to feel hungry again to create my own and come up with, with some of my own stuff. So I have, I've started writing again and stuff like that, but it is different because you find your pockets of time to do it. Whereas, you know, I'd lose three days laying on a beach somewhere thinking I'm creating art. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Perhaps glimpsing the end line, knowing that, okay, 38, that's getting into middle yeah. age. Yeah. yeah totally. Um, you don't have infinite amount of time. No. Everybody works to a deadline. Absolutely. And every, and, I, and I think that. So I think that. I think that for a second. And I'm like, I guess it depends what I, what I want out yeah. of music and what I want out of art and what I want out of those things. So uh, most certainly in the world of uh, marketability and those things, becoming fatter and hairier and stuff is not as good as being young with smooth skin. But... 
I think my, I think maybe that's growing up too. My concept of what I would like to do with music is, is changing. Um, right now, so right now, if I'm trying to stay true to how I want to live my life, it's really fun to play songs to see my daughter dance. And that yeah. seems to be almost as much fun as playing in the bars right now. Yeah. And I, and so that's neat. But the crazy thing is, is that my brain then takes that and goes, but that's what the adults want too. Like right. That's what we all want. We all want to go have a drink and dance to a really fun song that's really easy to dance to and have fun with. So my brain thinks about those things. So I've, I'm talking with a few different guys going, man, I think we could just do something really simple. And, and so the last project that I was in was like that. It was so simple and the songs were super simple and people really enjoyed it and they came out and had fun. And, and I'm Massey and the Fergusons you're talking Massey about. Massey and the Fergusons, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I, like, I miss it. Uh, but in the same sense, some, I mean, we all have kids that it's hard to get together and you try to get six guys together and agree on a night that you're going to get together and play. <laughs> and then it's usually Thursday at two in the morning and you're like, oh, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to meet earlier. Yeah. I'm too old yeah. to meet later. Yeah. I'm not current enough to be asked to play on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and none of my friends are going to come out because they're not going to maybe sit around a Thursday night. So there's these weird things as you grow up you still want to do the fun go out and have fun and drink some beers and play music but you can't do it on a thursday night right. till four o'clock in the morning anymore so and and speaking as you a uh, member of your target audience for massing the yeah, persons yeah. which i will try to find the link to like your old cbc sure. sessions because yeah. yeah. it was fabulous stuff yeah. um I also couldn't go out on a Tuesday or Absolutely. a thursday at yeah. two to see you play at amigos yeah. no matter how much fun i had yeah. 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 It's hard. It's <laughs> but it was hard. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you live, you live in that, you know, right. as the clock ticks on, as we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, so if we go through the effort of trying to organize all this and make an album, what are we really going to be able to do with this? Like, what are we, and what are your, what does your life allow you to do with, with your art? If it, if it isn't, if it's for fun. Right. If it isn't going to all of a sudden be fantastic and pay bills and, your wife and daughter can come on the road with you. Right. You know what I mean? All right. those things. And I've lived, I've, I've been fortunate to live both sides of that fence where play with an artist that it's incredible that we get paid, but we get paid. And the fact that my family can come on most tours with me and, and it's, I mean, that's incredible to me that I would never, I always just, I'm always in awe in the fact that a self-taught farm kid, like there's some, I stand on stage sometimes and I'm just like, is this, is this? <laughs> Like, as soon as they find out, I'm done. <laughs> but if I can... You didn't my... go to Juilliard then? No, no. I'm not done. I've, I have had one guitar lesson in my life. And it was from a buddy. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably worse than having none Yeah, done. exactly. Yeah. And so I think, I think it is like that. I think when I think now, I think so... I was just talking to a really great cello player last night. And I was asking him about talking about a new project, right? Because artists, I mean, we never quit. It can't be Massey again. Right. It can be like Massey, but I, you know, I'm thinking, well, what if we do like a New Orleans swamp blues? Like, you know what I mean? Like three backup singer, like, you know what I mean? Like you kind of do all these kind of talks forever. And the first thing he asked is, where are you going to play that? And I was like, yeah, see, like my thought would be, can you start a fantastic, like, can you, let's pretend, can I start a fantastic band that people would like and enjoy to come and see but it only ever opens shows. It never headlines. <laughs> <laughs> it is always only played for 45 minutes, like at 10 o'clock at night. Right. <laughs> because then the demographic that I live in could actually come and hang out. Right. So then I think that could be fun. That could be really fun. If you, if your goal, goal, can you put a goal around things like that? I don't even know if I'm answering your question. Yeah, no, this is awesome. This is, <laughs> this is it's totally on point. So yes, don't worry. Uh, do you have, mentors or people who coach you or advise you in your career as a musician we'll start with hmm. that's a good question or do you just have a group of peers that are a support group and and push yeah, you and I think you? I think growing up I think I've I've been lucky enough to be I never know how to talk about myself as a musician because I'm not learned when it comes to the instrument I still I'm constantly laughing at the fact that I don't know what I, people will go, what chord is that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's this one. That one, you seem to think it sounds nice, so I'm going to play it again. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't want to lose that, but I do want to lose that sometimes, right? And so mentors, 
people that inspire me, maybe, mm-hmm. can I go that direction? Yeah. People that inspire me are these guys that can still, they can still learn so much and they know so much about their instrument and the theory and all the things around it, but they're still free in it. And I've met so many people that are these free spirits that they, they're limited in their abilities, but they're so much fun to play with and it's inspiring. And then I see, I have had this experience and I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is just an experience I've had that those guys then kind of get the bug where it's like, Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to, and they'll go to Grant McEwen or something like that. It's close in Canada here and, uh, and come back and they're just kind of nerd musicians now that have so much theory in their head that they can't let go of it and can't just enjoy playing three chords over and over where, even if the three chords are amazing. Yeah, even if, right. I mean, but I mean, in your mind, sometimes they get, they're so boring. This is so predictable and so boring. And you're right. just like, let's take it somewhere else. And you're like, it doesn't need to go anywhere else. Everybody's dancing. I'm having, I'm laughing and sweating right now. What else, what else would you want as a musician? Right. I mean, my throat is raw and my fingers hurt. And I can do it what, three, <laughs> four beers in. Right? And, right. and we're all laughing and having a good yeah. time. And, and, and so I've been inspired by those people that I think it would be great to go and learn. And I, I do crave that. And then I'm inspired by these other people that just seem to have whatever that is. They walk on stage and you're super excited to see what it is they play or what they do. And it hasn't been a ton, but yeah, there's, I have peers that are like that, right? In the simplicity of drinking three beers and playing the, th- the three standard chords on a banjo, which you have no business playing. I want to build a whole band around you. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Because this is fun and we're all dancing and it's, and it's fun. And then I have the other experience too, where it's prof- in the professional world where it's like, they give you an album and they want to hear the exact guitar parts and the exact backups. And, and then with a limited amount of knowledge, I make up my corny version of that. And thus far, I've been faking my way in that world as well, but it, it often, I often sound side stage when the other bands are sound checking and just go, these guys are incredible. Like, yeah. This is incredible. And then I watch them play and I'm just like, but I, but they just, it doesn't seem like it's much fun. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, and I'm always, I always want to ask those questions. I never, I never have some of those guys, but yeah, I don't know. I know, I know that I'm getting into some, the deep psychology of my, the way my brain thinks about music, but I think being a dad now, I think I can, I can say I, I'm much I would much rather play the three chords that everybody loves over and over and over than ever thinking I'm some master of my instrument. Right. And that is a valid form of adulthood too. The, the being the master and, and the book know-it-all yeah. is valid. But I think the, the hallmark of somebody who's a happy adult yeah. is they know which version of that they yeah. want yeah. and make that happen and be just happy in it. Yeah. I don't need the castle. I'm happy with my shack. Right. Right. I'm, right. I'm happy with this and we get by and we do, we do well. Yeah. So I think, I think I'm coming to terms with that. I think, and every, I think every adult, I don't think it matters what field you work in. Right. I think you have to come to terms with that. There's either try to chase it down and be the best and life is a competition or life is full of fun moments. Right. And some of those moments are very simple. They're very simple things that, some weird hymn you learned when you were a kid now is your daughter's favorite song. I mean, it's got creepy lyrics. (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah. But that is the one that resonates for some reason. So why is that? You could debate that the rest of your life. Who cares? Right. It it happens to be good and she likes it. And you know what? I'm learning that almost 99.9% of the time, if a five-year-old gets up and dance, I bet you'll get up and dance. Right. Or you'll sit there and and, uh, judge it. So that's up to you. Right. Right? That is too low brow or it's too beneath you or it's whatever all those things. So for me, the fun part is, is living in this other professional world and just, you know, going out and dancing like I did in Massey and the Ferguson's and drenched in sweat at yeah. the end of a 45 minute set, set and look disheveled and just, I look completely different than the other professional guitar players. <laughs> And it's super fun. And, right. and you know, the fun, the fun experiences I have is when those guitar players come up and they'll make, they'll make these comments. That was awesome. That was great. And I know they're not talking about my playing <laughs> because my playing is, is simple at best. Right. Right. And, uh, 
but there is something to energy. And so it's fun to try to find that in life. Right. To find that I'm okay with who I am and who I am is irrelevant in this world. And I think that's interesting. That's an interesting journey that I've gotten to be on in my life. Right. And like, I can look at the mile markers of this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then you have a kid and then you have this and these opportunities come. And I mean, I don't know where it goes. I mean, tomorrow it won't work out that I can go play in this professional world because we decide we're moving away or we're going to, you know what I mean? And so, and I'm okay with it. I think that's the crazy part. I think I'm getting to that place in life where I'm okay with it. And then in it, in retrospect, it makes it actually more enjoyable Mm, Yeah. because there's just no pressure to attain some goal that I don't know if, is it worth reaching? Right. Someone else's goal. Right. It doesn't so, matter. Right. I mean, it would, sure, it would be fun to be, have accolades that you're the most, the best singer or the best guitar player in the world. I mean, I think all of us would love to have that, but in the next breath, man, I don't know. I still have to go home at night. If I can't make a five-year-old dance, what good is the guitar? Right. <laughs> right. So right. I, I think, I don't want it. Again, I'm probably off track. I've probably gone down a different path in your own. That's what podcasts are for. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get a talker in here and you're just like, wow, what is he even talking about now? You're the first person I've had like in real life on my podcast. Oh, They've cool. all been Skype calls. So oh, yeah. I am, yeah. this is fun and adventuresome for me too. Yeah. And I'm a podcaster like that. Like I'm not like, look, I've got my stupid yeah. blue Yeti microphone <laughs> and my echoey room. Well, it, looks, it looks impressive. But well, <laughs> thanks. But uh, it's, um, it's fun to just make something because... You enjoy the conversation and people are relating to it. And who cares if you don't sound like NPR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just something that's good. Right. And so when we have those, and I think that's the lessons you try to teach your kids too. Right. You want to try, then try. Right. Why not? Because you, you, it may turn out you aren't the best at this. Whatever. Well, right. (laughs) Like, you know, like I just, I think that, I mean, our little girl obviously comes comes home from school and there's weird, the weird things that happen between kids and stuff like that. And you're just like, and so my wife and I just sit there and we just kind of go, so we can either put our baggage on there, like our fears, our hurts from our childhood and go, no, we'll protect you from that or whatever. And try to give you the tools to fight back or what, however you want to approach those things. And you know, you just look at it and you go, you know what? In a week, it won't matter. Right. (laughs) Cause they'll be on to something else. And trying to convince kids that, um, of what they should think is important oh, yeah. is like pushing water uphill. Oh, totally. Like, because <laughs> they don't have any of the emotions that the baggage, baggage-filled emotions that we carry. Right. right? Where you're like, hey, you're just hurt because it was a moment that someone said something for a moment, and then now, like a puppy, you've forgotten about it. Right. And I've held on to that my entire life. And right. It's dictated where I've gone and how I've gotten here, and you're like, <laughs> and then I look at you and I'm just like, ah, I would give anything to start over, and then realize I can. In a weird way, if I can put some of this crap behind me and guitar isn't a competition and these things aren't a competition, they're, I mean, you're, inv- I'm invited, I always view it like this. I'm invited into this world. Right. That. Right. How would I have ever gotten invited? Into that? You're given I've a never, platform. I've and... never worked to get there. Right. I've never had the goal to get to this world, this weird world of professional musicianship or whatever. And you're just like. And I think, you know, for those guys that have, it's refreshing to meet a guy that's like, I have no idea why I'm here. And I'm okay not being here as yeah. well. And I think they're always, it's always intriguing. We always have really great conversations, right? Because usually when it's a, usually those guys want to talk about gear and what gear are you using and how is this and how is that and what studios and who can name drop. <laughs> I have no names to drop. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like matching the versions. No one's ever heard of us. <laughs> We've only ever played two bars in our entire lives. <laughs> and one of them's closed. Yeah, now one of them's gone, right? <laughs> the best one is gone. <laughs> and so you're just like, what would I... I can't right. compete, so then I just start asking about other things. And right. all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you're, we're all just normal humans, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's a normal person that's like, yeah, without your guitar, you're just... You could be me. <laughs> you could have a five-year-old daughter and no job. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's it's neat. It's been an interesting life thus far. I mean, it's come with its bumps and its scrapes, but I think everyone's like us. <laughs> and now a sponsor break. We talk about Campaign Monitor a lot on goodstuff.fm. 
We prefer them instead of other email companies because of the quality of their product and the amazing people that work on it. Not only has Campaign Monitor enabled us to create newsletters that are beautiful, but working with them is fun and hearing about new features is exciting. If you need to set up a newsletter for yourself or a client, Campaign Monitor is the way to go. Their user interface is easy to navigate and you can get your clients the tools they need to create and send newsletters that get them more involved with their customers. Go to campaignmonitor.com and get started today. Thanks to Campaign Monitor for supporting good stuff and I guess we're grown-ups now. When we started this uh, conversation right before I like did the boring intro, mm -hmm. you wanted to ask me something. Have we covered oh, it? Oh, man. Did you? What was I going to ask? I think I was probably going to ask you why you would be starting this. Like, you know what I mean? What was your desire to start this? Well, it's really interesting because um, you talk about how with the professional musicians, they want to talk about gear and yeah. they name drop. And the <laughs> podcast world is exactly like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. they obsess. They have podcasts about podcasting <laughs> gear. Awesome. And... So all the podcasters interview each other, and I love Chris Hans, who does this on Show Me Your Mic. Um, but they get together and they talk about their stuff and how they make these perfect audio oh, yeah. things, and they've got preamps, and yeah. they've got, yeah. you know, compressors, yeah. and well, I'm like, and right. Yeah. And, and, and that's great. Um, I just want to talk with people. Yeah. And I've hit on this podcast about being a grown-up, and everybody seems to identify with it. Absolutely. I mean, 25-year-olds I talk with identify yeah. with it. And yeah. I, yeah, maybe me as a 25-year-old, I was starting to struggle with being an adult. Yeah. But I don't really feel like I've grasped it until my, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. So I think it's a universal struggle. And I love exploring that. Yeah. And I love hearing from people about the things about it that... Uh, resonate with them and, and interest them so i think it's one of those it's a beautiful gift though right yeah I mean, even for me sitting here to be able to think about how did i get from there to here right is a wonderful opportunity it is for me to even hear my own voice to say oh i have come a long way <laughs> you know what i mean and have these yeah. adventures and when yeah. you would i mean i'm not some executive with millions of dollars in the bank me but i mean i have these wonderful stories and i have this crazy life and if you were to buy me a bottle of wine there's all kinds of crazy things <laughs> it's too bad we're doing this at 10 <laughs> yeah, in the morning exactly. <laughs> That's no we'll have a follow <laughs> it's five o'clock yeah, like, yeah. we'll have a follow-up with yeah. wine and the spouses or something yeah. and yeah then the dirt will come because out. i think you're hitting on something when you we all crave this we all crave to kind of well that's the right way to say it justifies in the right word but like look at your life and go it's good mm, yeah it was okay yeah and those mistakes are okay right and this is good and i don't i don't need to justify who i am in it but i i can sit in it and relax in it and be like well when we talk about it i feel perfectly normal actually right <laughs> like you know what i mean i don't feel like the weird stay-at-home dad or the awkward how can you be a professional musician in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan? Right. Right? And or leave your family every weekend or all like you know what I mean? All these weird things, which I bet you'd have an executive sitting in here and he'd have the same stories, right? Right. Maybe he'd be frustrated with some of his choices, or not frustrated with some of his choices. But the opportunity to talk about it, I think, I mean, is a community-based thing. We all kind of crave knowing that we're okay and we're okay in a society. Right. Because we often, and often I think sometimes too, even with the world with all like texting and stuff like that, we, it's not often you have a chance to sit down and just shoot the shit about life. Right, right. right. Like for no real reason other than why not? Well, right. Yeah. Maybe no one will listen to <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, no whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a mark of, uh, of maturity and a, one of the steps to happiness to be able to, like you said, sit in. Yeah your awkwardness yeah. and your imperfection and the fun you have and the mess that you live in yeah. and just enjoy it and see the funny in it because yeah. because i think people in their soul they identify with the pain of it mm -hmm. but but they also identify with the the funny yeah. and the, well, the ridiculousness hope. and the hope, the hope in yeah it, right? i mean there's hope and you can be 38 and be a uh... Guitar player? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. Yeah. I think of actually you and your sister and on Instagram, you guys are, you take a ton of photos. Right? Yeah. 
And so I don't know if you've been doing that for years or not, but I mean, in talking with your sister, I, I know that she hasn't been. Right. And I'm just like blown away by how like in a year you go from, ah, oh, I kind of took some pictures to like, these are fantastic. Yeah. Like, they, like that's a, like, you've become an artist. Great. <laughs> so how, how did that happen? And what do most people, most executives, most people want to do? At the core of us, lots of times, we want to be free spirits and we want to create things and we want to leave a mark. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, and it's, it's weird how we all seem to have that in us. We want, right? Uh, just like Mark, I want to be a great tennis player. I would love people to say I'm a great tennis player. I don't know if that will ever happen, but you want to. Well, and there's only one way to find out. Right. And so then it's through the encouragement of hearing that others tried and yeah. failed and never got never got the accolades that they were hoping for but in the end i got some exercise and i'm pretty decent at tennis right and so for a farm kid <laughs> who would have never been exposed to a sport in four years to be able to even play with a guy like mark is i'm always giggling to myself when i'm out there going this is amazing they must feel horrible about their skills <laughs> <laughs> exactly like i've, I've thought of that I, I, lots of times when i see you guys on instagram i'm just always like like that is super creative and right. I would never think to take a picture like that. And the beauty is I don't have to because you did. <laughs> <laughs> and when you come and drink beer and you don't have to play the guitar. No. Play the guitar. Exactly. <laughs> and dance around like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is, that is the cool part of life. And I yes. think if you, if we can find that. So that, kudos to you for starting this. Oh, I think it's really cool that you invite people into other people's lives and it's, it doesn't have to be about the mic or where you did it or what no, it was in. Right. The point is you did it. And yeah. so, and that's it. And I think if, if I go back to the being a parent thing, that's the goal, right? The goal is to show them that you can do it. If you would like to, you can do it. And when you fail, it's okay to laugh at it. Right. I mean, it really is okay to laugh and at it. And it's okay if I am the 5,761st best podcaster Absolutely, in the world. Right? Like, because it has to mean something. Because after you. the top five, they yeah. actually stop enumerating them. Oh, there you go. And, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, right? So if the goal is to be that, then you will chase that and you will only talk to the most boring people that you think you <laughs> need to have. The safe on your, ones. Yeah, right? right? The ones that are going to get you ratings. Except if you talk to the top five of whatever yeah. occupation you're in, they won't tell you that they got there by being safe. No. They didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably get to number 200 by being safe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everything, quote, better than that yeah. is lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, if you don't put stuff out there. How will you ever know? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I look at my little girl every morning and I'm just like, just go to school, try to be safe and try to play with everyone. Aw, that's... <laughs> and you know what I mean? She's like, I can't play with everyone. But you need to try. Try. Try harder. Yeah, like you need to try. Because, I mean, you might miss out on something that's way cooler than you thought you'd have. Right. With these. Not yeah. that not that good friends aren't good friends. But, uh, you know, I've learned that in my life that I have... I, could, I think I could safely say that I have great friends around the world. Now, I don't email them and I don't talk to them very often. But I think if I were... I could have a great conversation just like this. Right. And I think that's a beautiful part of the experience of my life. Now, we don't hang out every day and get through life's problems together. But, I mean, over a glass of wine sometime in Germany, I've had the most memorable conversations. Right. Not unlike this. Right. And I think that's what you're doing for people is you're... Those are the beautiful moments of life. And so it's neat when you can put a microphone and other people can share those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's, that's what we relate to. Yeah. We relate to honesty and the... And the truth and the, and the, and the cool stuff in life. Right? right. If I were to sit here and brag about how I'm great at this or great at that, I mean, it would make for an incredibly boring interview. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I would think that as a listener, I would think, yeah, I don't, that's kind of boring. Right. You don't <laughs> so, want to talk about yourself. You want yeah. to talk about the things you do and yeah. 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 And the mistakes. The mistakes are the fun part. Totally. I mean, when you, when you go on a, on a trip, like, I mean, so I'm going to make fun of my wife. My wife would love to have it all just, you know, when the flight leaves, what hotel we land in, da da da. But when we're having people over and talking about adventures, those are never the ones we're talking about. It's the one where, oh, Todd <laughs> booked some flights late at night and we're flying to some weird island. Um, and he thinks that there's going to be hotels there. 
and then we end up sleeping on the little guy that was holding the little signature vacation sign thing because he's he's like you don't have a hotel and I'm like no and he's like there's nowhere to stay here and we end up sleeping on his couch I mean we don't sleep obviously we are <laughs> terrified all night long but I sleep with my wife at, as close to the wall as possible as a good barrier and those are the stories that we talk about now when you live through them they're hell <laughs> and you don't think this doesn't end with me being married anymore <laughs> But I know for a fact, even now, I could I watch Karina, Karina my Karina is my wife's name, and I watch Karina, and she tells that story with a great smile on her face, right? And proud to tell that she lived through this well, sure. experience, right? Plus lawyers are expensive. Plus lawyers are expensive. And I'm like a fungus. It's really hard to get I'm really hard. I can't be washed out. <laughs> and so I think those are the fun parts of life. Totally. And I, you know, they're not much fun to live through. So, I mean, you know, you're scared lots of times if you're going to take weird gambles and weird risks. And it's not unlike being in the professional world as a musician, right? Who's an uneducated musician. I mean, this is, the artist has to take a gamble on me that my energy is going to supersede the skill sets of this musician who can play it perfectly. Right. Right. So why is he taking that gamble? Like, I, you know what I mean? And so I, I am not shy to ask. And I'm just like, why, why would you? Why didn't you hire like a good guitar player, like a really great guitar player? And he's like, because they stand in the corner and don't do anything. Uh, now, that's, I'm not trying to make fun of guitar players, but in his experience, the guys that he has hired have, he's felt like that. And so you're like, oh, I, I think that's a valid reason. Right. <laughs> so he tolerates missed notes or solos that I have to pull up in the middle of a solo and just start laughing because I'm playing on the wrong dots <laughs> on the guitar. And we're all kind of like, what is going on? And I'm like, what is <laughs> It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm out of whack over here. But because, I think because I can laugh at myself, then it's okay. And we laugh at it. And then I make a joke into the microphone and the whole crowd laughs at it. So right. 20,000 people now think this is, wasn't it amazing? His guitar player is terrible. <laughs> but at the end and of he's it, laughing too. But at the end of it, it's yeah. a, it, they come to the, like they get autographs and stuff like that. Right. And, our, and it's, it's like it broke the ice. Right? Because all of us aren't perfect. Right. <laughs> and right. so if you, I think if you can walk through life saying, hey, I'm going to do some really incredible things that probably will move people even emotionally and, and it'll be a beautiful thing, right? Like a picture. This is a beautiful thing. And then I'm going to take a terrible picture of my kid picking her nose. Right. It's the same. Yeah. They're the same. They have the, the value of them are the same. Or if that's, I don't know if I made that statement, right? But the val- I, I find the value in both of those things to be beautiful. Right? Well, right. Whether your picture moves a stranger or yeah. moves you, mm-hmm. somebody's still being moved by it. Yes. And so the important part is to take the picture. Right. 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 Not to think I'm going to take the picture because one day I'm going to get paid to take pictures. The important part is to take the picture. Or because I have this $8,000 camera right. and I need to take Absolutely, pictures. Absolutely. Right. And right. So, or I'm going to now go and spend this much money so that I can be this person that is revered for taking beautiful pictures where you're like, I think it's the camera. Yeah. I, I really no. don't. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think it's the schooling. I don't think it's any of those things. I think it's the, you got to take the risk and you have to be okay failing right. more than you're going to be successful. Yeah. Yes. And I think those are in my life. If I look at it, I look at all those really uncomfortable moments of why am I even doing this? Like, you know, you walk out on a stage where you, you know, I shouldn't make the statement, you know, you don't belong, but it feels like I do not belong. Here. Right. And this is way over my head. And what am I doing? Right? I even feel that way. We're going to be playing in, in Gravelberg, Saskatchewan. Gravelberg. <laughs> we're doing a, a little tour down there. And they, and it's not so much the people that I'll feel that about, but like sometimes the sound guys will make me feel like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That they're judging based on my ability. And you're just like, I'm getting, why am I getting nervous? There's 50, like 50 people here. Right. And if it was Massey and the Ferguson's, we would be just geared up. Because we know within three songs, everybody will be up cheering and going yeah. crazy. But here, I'm nervous, and this is the professional guys, and I hope I don't make any mistakes. And But I keep putting myself through it. And I, and I saw you even asked my wife the other day. I was just like, why do you think I keep playing there? Like, why do I? Like, I don't seem like I should be the right guy that would be keep playing in that world and be nervous, and it brings anxiety and all those things. Right. Like, what's the point in that? Right. And she goes, I'm obviously, like anyone else, she goes, I wouldn't have a clue why you're doing those things, but <laughs> you keep saying yes. And, I, and she goes, and you're a committed person. So, I mean, I think half of it means you're committed. 
So you're going to go do it, even at the risk of failing. Right. Uh, so that is, can be viewed as a good trait, or it can be heinous for the person that feels committed to some horrible thing that he's committed himself to. Um, and the other one, I think, I think I still crave learning, and I think somehow I'm learning something in that world, and I think it intrigues me enough to keep me going back. Right. And so I think that's really why and how I kind of want to try to live life, and going back to other things we were talking about. Yeah, I think it's because I'm okay now. As like you know what, as a as an adult, I don't have. I'm not really trying to prove anything. I'm trying to figure out where 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 is next, right? It would have been great. I, I envy my wife or I envy my my daughter if if it turns out for her that they knew they knew they were going to be doctors. They knew they want the Karina knew that she wanted to help people, and she feels that it's like a predestined thing for her that yep. she goes and does this. And I. I'm jealous lots of times because I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm relevant in this world. Like, you know what I mean? I don't have a, a purpose. And then I play guitar and my little girl dances around and I'm like, that's a pretty good thing. That's a good reason to exist. This is a beautiful reason to exist. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I hope I've done that for other people over the years with, with music and just with even, I think I'm fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and, I, and so laughter right. to me is a big deal. And yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, your brother-in-law also is a very funny guy. And so it's fun hanging out because it's over the top funny and your belly hurts and you've had a good night. And you're right. Like, That's successful life. Well, right. It is successful yeah. life. And in as much as um, your wife has literally like handheld me through a health risky experience. Yeah, yeah. I think you also in your yeah. gifts and your contributions to the world help people, oh, myself included, totally. through, you know, to find happiness yeah. and to laugh and to have those opportunities yeah. where you feel yeah. just happy for no reason whatsoever. And, and we get lost sometimes thinking one is better than the other. Well, right. right? Exactly. That, I think that's hard sometimes. And it's hard too. I mean, you see this beautiful woman that can deliver a baby and save a life and all these things. <laughs> and you're like, I played three chords in a row and made a five-year-old dance. Right. But with 20,000 people listening. But so if you add those up, I know. I mean, if val- you're going to They're spread. valid. And that's right. what I mean. They're, yeah. they're both valid and they're both beautiful, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. And I think it's great getting older. I hope we keep getting, what's the way to say it? For Karina and I, I hope, I hope we can just keep getting better at ex- the opportunity that both of us bring to each other's lives, right? Because yeah. I mean, they're both valid in how they intersect, and so that's really neat, and it's a, and it's good. It's good for our child, and it's good for other other people, and and I'm happy to be a part of it. But it is frustrating in the same <laughs> same breath, right? That you're yeah. so different from one another that I mean, it can it causes tension, right? And I mean, that's life. Oh yeah, it causes tension, then we drink some wine and laugh, and then the tension goes away, and then right. it starts all over. Yep. And, and every adult relationship you have is like that, whether yeah. it's with your kids or with your job yeah. or with your friends or with parents. your spouse, so, your parents. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's all that mix of awesome, horrible. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, thinking, talking, thinking about parents now, <clears throat> you asked at the beginning if they thought it was strange that I was a stay-at-home dad or, or a musician. I think I can be one of those people that I, I think I, I believe that my parents would have just wanted me to be happy. Mm. I think they were that that type of people, yeah. right? Uh, my father chose farming, and my dad was a great carpenter and a, a musician-ish yeah. <laughs> himself. He'd have been probably similar to me if he had pursued it a little bit more. Um, and and my mom the same, right? She was a, a really good mom to four boys and and uh, lived on a farm. And it's not an easy life fit living on a farm in Saskatchewan. And it's on a small farm, not a, a massive corporation type farm. So. Yeah, I don't think they would have wanted anything else than us to be happy. And I think, I think that's helps because I think I, you know, there's other, I've had other friends that have parents that push them. And, and I think that's good too. I think that would have been probably, I could have used a couple kicks in the butt along the way a little sooner than before my wife started. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard as a parent though to know Absolutely. where that is. And, and, and we all and that's pick our path. What I'm trying to figure out as we go, you're like, so when do you push and when do you hug and when do you do these things? And, and I think it's it's a it's a blend. And yeah. so I'm I'm blessed to have to be partnered with someone who sees the world different than I see it, because it helps, right? When I get emotionally as the artist in me comes out emotionally invested in this incident that happens, the rational person can go, That is that didn't happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> it sure sounds like this is happening to you. 
<laughs> they were teasing uh, you. <laughs> you. You need yeah. to chill out, man. <laughs> so I think it's good. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say by those comments, but I when I think back to my parents, I think too that they were they were those types of parents that were happy to see you and they were there to to say well done when you did a good job of, of things and stuff like that. So I hope I can be someone like that. Um, and I hope that Karina can help me to be a little bit more focused, which has helped me again in art, in the art world. Yeah. Right? The yeah. focus, the focus to learn. I mean, <laughs> I always make this comment. If I hadn't started playing for this country, country artist, I would have, uh, I would have never practiced guitar. <laughs> I would have gone my whole life as people thinking I was a guitar player and I would have never actually sat down and practiced the You guitar. would just get up on stage and do right? it. And right. so it was just this innate, natural thing that we did right. right, for years and years and years. You'd naturally go in there. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't practice or learn things, but I never like sat down and practiced scales right. and practiced guitar. You'd be like my, well, my soccer team yeah. where we never practice. We yeah. just play games. Yeah. And sure, we get better, but... yeah. We're not getting better. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and then playing for this in the professional world, it's like, I can't, I actually don't know what or how that works. Right. And I've actually been forced to sit to down and look and figure out why and how that works. Right? I mean, for the musicians, if there's other musicians laughing, I always lived in like minor pentatonic, which is like blues, in blues world, right? And then when a happy song, when someone, when they wanted me to play a happy song, I couldn't play, couldn't solo. Because it's not the blues. So <laughs> what's going on? And then all of a sudden, one day it dawned on me. Oh, there's like major scales. There's a whole other like, set. Yeah. And they're only two frets away. <laughs> Happiness is two frets away for the guitar players. Happiness is two frets away. And I was just like, and it's dumbfounded because they're exactly the same patterns. They're exactly the you same. You don't have thing. to learn anything. Two frets down the the fretboard. And That's like, a powerful metaphor. Like, what a crazy thing, right? You live your life blind by it. And then people like, one song, they're just like, wow, you're really good. Wow, wow. And then they play the next song and you're like, so, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> or what's going on? So I'm asking the Fergusons. Yes. First, right, going to play these tongue-in-cheek fun country songs. Well, I've only been in funk bands or blues bands, right? So I mean, it's all this I'm allowed to express my emotions <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> or whatever bullshit way you think of that. And here, now this band comes and here this friend of mine, Berkeley, writes this song and it's all in major. It's all major and happy. And I was like, I have no idea how to play guitar to this. And so I had to like, I've, yeah, in the last, even 10 years of my life, I had to figure out this whole other side to music where it's like, Oh, it's all over the place. It just depends where you start and where you finish. Okay, but yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we should wrap things up. Is there uh, anything you want to promote? I don't know. I guess Mass and Frickson's. I should say that I play for uh, Cody Prevo. Okay. I'll add a link to him in the show notes. Yeah, Saskatchewan guy. Actually, just one album of the year for the Western Canadian. Yeah, he's a big deal out here these days. So... I don't know if that what that means for our lives, but you have a show um, in Gravelberg coming up, and yeah, on um, yeah, we've been playing pretty consistently this summer. Nice, like quite a few places gotten to fly all over the place, and and he's doing really well in country pop country world. So he's doing yeah, he's doing really good and winning even the CCMAs. He was nominated nominated for album of the year, didn't win it, but I mean, still the nomination is a pretty big deal because, and I always this is what I would like to say about Cody. He is an independent artist in that world, yeah. which is crazy. Right. Right? Like, he's not signed to a label. He's not signed to any of those things. So when it comes to awards, it is it can be quite political, and it can be based on who you know right. and who they know to get votes. And yeah. so the fact that an independent artist in that world even got nominated for a major award, I think we thought... That's pretty incredible. That actually. is. That's like, awesome. I was like, that is pretty incredible for him. And I mean, now that he's won this one, and and I mean, he'll there's the Saskatchewan Country Music Awards, which he wins every every one of them every year. <laughs> so you're just like, okay, it's not whatever. a big place. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So we've been playing with him. Another artist that I've uh, been playing for is Samaria Young. So she's Samaria. A, a younger, another uh, young female from Yorkton, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. So she's got some stuff out and trying to make a go of doing the music thing. Um, my band obviously still is Massey and the Fergusons that a friend Berkeley Butchko and I started and and they have a band called the Barrelman, which is really great. You can check those guys out. They're really fun. They're kinda like a 
always like to think they're like, oh, brother, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of just a four-piece, and they all switch instruments, and they're just kind of an eclectic wow. group. Wow, Yeah, cool. they're, they're a really cool little group, too. So, yeah, and then I'm hoping to. I, I'm hoping to. I'm talking with a few friends to start another little project that I think could be fun and have a little bit different flavor. And Yeah, I awesome. think that's it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for being here. No this is great. <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> oh, I hope there's something you can use it. And that is the show. Thanks for listening. You can find links for the things we talked about during this episode at goodstuff.fm slash grownups slash six. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at grownups underscore FM. And you can check us out on iTunes where you can subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks to Campaign Monitor for sponsoring. And please do check out goodstuff.fm for other great podcasts.